On this episode of the podcast, I'm talking to my friend Nick Jackson. Nick's a rugby coach based up in the West Midlands. It was a meandering conversation, I think is the best way to describe it, late one evening over a couple of beers. We get into some different topics discussing the current situation with the coronavirus outbreak and also talk about what sport might look like when we finally get back to playing again. As always, if you've got any thoughts or comments about anything you hear on the recording, please get in touch. Yeah, it's kind of what we were we were going to talk about, which is our mind doesn't allow us, or the, the only way that we make sense of our experience is is through a narrative through the story so we don't really have any other way of making sense of you know what we perceive or how we feel or what we believe or all of that it's you know, we are we're storytelling creatures we just we, we have this narrative and we, yeah we we believe that it's true so you know if the thought comes to you oh i'd really like a load of money and that thought keeps coming back to you and then all of a sudden something in your life changes and you you get wealthy it really looks like you did it because <laughs> that's you know all of our biases you know if you believe that you know that we do, we we do have control and we can manifest stuff then you know that's the narrative that you're going to that's the narrative that you're going to have so that, it's just that also spins a myriad of confusion and why is it not happening to me this guy did it this way and, and I'm not seeing it and then they get they spiral and spiral and spiral and get further and further away from what yeah, it's it's when why you, they're doing it, what they were doing. Yeah, it's when you believe it's personal. That's the problem. If you mm. if you understand that you as the perception of this body and this mind is is just that. It's a perception. It's a feeling. It's a sensation. It's a thought created entity. That then you you know you've you've got a reasonable handle on how it is but when it's when you see you yourself as something as separate from the universe that or separate you know there there is reality and then there's you obviously you're within that reality but you're separate you're you're separate from it that's when it's that's when it gets that's when it starts to get weird if you're not careful because as i say you believe that that there's a world out there and and you're separate from it and you you have you know you have control over certain things and you don't have control over certain other things and you know that that's where the narrative gets yeah it gets a bit weird if you're not careful and it's probably one of the fundamental issues with society currently and a lot of People every day, regardless of where they are right now, will, will constantly think around well, what 
that story is constantly going over in their head. Well, I am this, I was this, I can't do this anymore because they made it personal. And yeah. they've made, and that, that's the, it's not their fault, it's just the way that life's, the belief, the way life has worked, as long as they can remember. Yeah, it's, our, it's, our, it's how we're conditioned. We're conditioned from, you know, you see it with your youngsters. You know, you've got two young children. You, you, you'll see that they're, you know, they're probably, Rory in particular, probably in the process at the moment of um, sort of forming his own little identity for himself of who he, you know, and, and you know, you're, you're part of that. And he's starting to see himself, you know, when, as I understand it, what little I know about child development, when, when a, when a baby's very small, it doesn't, it doesn't believe itself to be separate. It believes itself to be part of its mother or, or it doesn't have any, any idea of separation. It just, it's just having an experience. And then as it develops, it starts to, it starts to see the separation between itself, that it sees its, itself. There are, there is itself and there are other things or other, other people, other, you know, there is a world out there and that's, that's the normal, that's, that's, you know, that's a normal, development of a, a, a of a human being the problem comes is where you know we we maybe get into our teenage years and and we become really strongly identified with that that this idea of separation and this avatar that we've created for ourselves this character we we are the the central character in our story and if you've got a story and you believe that you are the character in that, then you're going to have some attachment to the outcome of that story and, and how that story needs to be in order for you to be okay. And that's yeah, where it gets. I'm reflecting on that as a parent, and it's interesting. I catch myself conversation with him because obviously he's pretty coherent now and he can understand what I'm saying. And there are things like he'll fall over or he'll do something, and I'll try and there's an identity to that because I give him a reason for why that has happened. So therefore in his head, he's already starting to think, well, if I do that, it leads to this or, and that's the beginnings potentially of, yeah. of that story that he'll, yeah, but it's which, which, which is perfectly natural. Absolutely. It's totally normal and totally, totally fine. It's again, we've got to look at what's going, you know, what, what the, what the purpose of 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 this is of of what the end game is and it's you know the end game and the purpose is happiness and in order to you know in order to be happy there there's you know you're gonna get you're gonna he's gonna go through the normal development of a of an ego and a sense of self and a, and a sense of you know pride in what he does and and all of that sort of stuff and it's just part of the normal learning process the, the 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 development process it, it's it's not usually till later that that starts to become a, a problem because with you knowing what you know and seeing life as you do you, you know you can help him with that when it starts to when it's you know if and when it starts to to get in the way of things but if you know as long as he's happy that's all that matters at the end of the day yeah you know it's, but about it's also the speed with which he moves from that emotional let's say he's upset to yeah. five seconds later oh i'm all right now yeah. and, it, and again you know it's that danger of there being a 
something to make him change his state. So as a parent, for example, I might say, oh, look, here's X, Y, Z, here's some sort of distraction or reward or something to that state. And I don't know where that sits. Again, catch myself, I'm a bit conscious of is that, am I creating a, you know, like the training of a, training of an animal almost, training of a dog where you, you want them to do something and you reward them for doing that activity. I want him to stop being upset or a, a parent wants their child to stop being upset. So therefore they do X to get Y, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I don't think you want to, you know, overthink it too much. I think that's just, you know, all you're doing is helping the natural process of his, of his, of his, thinking and how he feels flowing flowing on yeah you know that's how it works isn't it you know and and it's much better for him to you know it might be better for him to see that his thoughts and his feelings just flow on naturally that there isn't a a necessarily a reason you know i think that's where most most people struggle is is because we have it linked from a very early age that that our, our, our feelings come from somewhere and our feelings are dependent on something, and and yeah, I think which I think is what you were trying to say. Yeah. Um, I think if you you know you'll probably notice with him as as you say he can be he can be upset one minute and then ten seconds later he's perfectly okay and the situation hasn't changed it's still the same it's just that he's had some 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 thoughts and some feelings and and they've you know they've they've come into awareness and now they've departed you know or they've, they've you know they've they've risen to the surface and then they've gone back into awareness again and um and now he feels okay and it's 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 almost you know it's causeless again it's one of the the the, the traps that we we fall into and it's just the way our our minds seem to work is we we look for meaning in everything we look for cause in everything and sometimes there isn't a reason for it there isn't a cause for it it's just the way we feel but if you know the the way we've been the way our culture is is that that you know we're we're trapped into this materialist scientism sort of culture where everything is cause and effect and everything has a reason and everything stems from something else and that's you, you know it's just good to ask sometimes whether that's is that our experience or are we are we making that up as part of the narrative yeah and i wonder how whether that will change culturally with the current scenario or environment that people are living in and working and whether actually that will the mindset the mind will change or, or people's perceptions of what's important will change around that and that they might start to see that now how lack of there's a lack of importance to that narrative or lack of significance to that narrative because yeah they have yeah. almost there's, there's a there's a forced period now where there is a chance for some quiet and and people will be reflecting on on what's important yeah i think you know the the, the thing that i've seen and i've chatted to a few people about is is 
you know there is this we are in a you know an almost unprecedented situation i think there's many people who have been through anything like this before and you know what what most people will probably experience is that that they have a range of emotions a range of feeling states that they go through from you know from day to day hour to hour minute to minute what what whatever that is and you you always you catch yourself looking outside and and trying to attribute how you're feeling to to what's going on but i think you're right i think this our life has just slowed down to such an extent that it actually gives us space to just sit with our sit with our, our, our feelings and and just you know because most of us as i say the situational circumstances almost stopped moving so you, most people are pretty much sat at home you know most of the time and there's probably not not as much going on as perhaps there would have been in in five or six weeks ago so if in that space of you know less going on we, we it gives us the chance to just sit with our feelings and and just see them for what they are the fact that you know you could be sat on your sofa feeling happy one minute and then 10 minutes later you feel a bit bored and restless and and then you know maybe you get you know angry about something or frustrated about something and then you're back to feeling happy again when you've just been sat on your sofa the whole time so there's there's nothing that's actually changed in the in the situation but you know your think your thinking's maybe come through and the thoughts created a feeling and then that feeling has created another thought and we just see that it's just this ebb and flow of thought is just going on all the time and and you know there's as i say we don't we don't choose our thoughts our thoughts just thoughts just ebb and flow yeah they just appear in awareness and disappear in in awareness and i think that's the that's an interesting sort of step you know maybe for people to to take if they want to explore this a little bit further is just to see that that's you know the the causelessness of our thoughts and feelings is um that opens up that that has some implications yeah i mean there's an opportunity there that could be a real people might hopefully will sit there and have that realization or who knows who knows there's an opportunity there that people will be but on the other side i guess the, the, the danger of that is that whilst some people might experience that ebb and flow some might struggle with what the lack of because the, the, the coming back to what we were talking about earlier about the narrative that that ebb and flow might be around a more negative have a more negative context in their in their world in that they've got they don't see an end to it what's going on at the minute or they, they're telling themselves that they're not able to do what they normally do so they can't achieve happiness this is where this is where the shift might come in, is that they've pinned so much on by doing what they were doing they were a professional they were a sportsman they were whatever um they can't do that anymore so what what's what's driving their happiness yeah and that's a really as I say a really interesting conversation because I think we've spoken about this before and I think I've mentioned this, I've mentioned this to a couple of different people, but 
we're so good at doing you know the most of our lives are built around doing stuff and a, a lot of the time our identity who we think we are is tied to that doing you know we become our identity is very much attached to what we do so if i ask somebody you know who who are you they'll say oh i'm a rugby player or i'm a golfer or i'm a coach or i'm a teacher and it's well no that's not who you are that's what you do and as i say we're very good at doing so you know when when the nhs said they want a load of volunteers uh, it was amazing you know like million million people put their hand up to, to go and volunteer which is a fantastic thing to do but i think a lot of that was because we find the non-doing so when it was when it all started and people were told look just wash your hands and sit on your sofa don't do anything people found that really difficult and and i think um you know if we're not careful people will f again get drawn into you know i've you know people are people are trying to do stuff which is great but i think the more that we can just take this as an opportunity to 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 maybe not do for a while and just sit with that and see how that feels that might be a different experience for people and that might give people a different perspective on on who they are because that that identity that story you know there is there is something that knows that story so there is an awareness of that story an interesting avenue to explore well you know when i when 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 i look at that who am i am i the story am i the character in that story or am i what knows that that story am i the awareness in which that story arises because that to me is the the fundamental question that that does start to unlock doors for people when you start to 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 realize that you know the body and the mind is not your that's not your essence that's not who you really are there is something there beyond that that knows the body and the mind what's the nature of that you know what is that is that who you really are that's that's when it starts to get to get interesting for a lot of people because if you believe that you're a person then you're going to take things personally whether that's you know in your in your human relationships or in terms of how you relate to to situations or circumstances and it's very easy to take things personally but if you've if you've done a little bit of exploration in in the direction of 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 yourself and your true self and you come to see that who you are is not a person well all of a sudden the idea of taking stuff personally this is what i say when there's implications for that and i you know i'm not going to sit here and say what those implications are because it's 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 for for everybody to find out but once you stop seeing that you're seeing yourself as a person you're less likely to take things personally i would have thought yes because there's no physical there's nothing physical to take offense to Hmm. or to to sit i was just thinking there for example people if you sat there probably in the minute and said sit you know just sit on your sofa and see what comes up i think most people would run for the hills yeah but i think actually 
actually um, well they won't do but they can't mate because we're under well that's true mate. that's true <laughs> they virtually they virtually <laughs> most people would be like to be running for the hills at the moment but yeah, unfortunately yeah. they're um yeah, yeah no i can't do that yeah. they get on the treadmill and yeah run. yeah no yeah no it's a fair um, it's a fair point i think um i wonder how many people and again that'll be how many people are aware of when they're dipping in and out of themselves so to speak so how many of them? How often are they aware that they're sat on the sofa watching Netflix on a Monday afternoon when they would be at work? And how many of them are actually not aware? They're just sat there and well, I don't you know? And, and things are just going through them, and they're not they're not physically conscious of themselves. Yeah, I, I, and, whether, and whether that light bulb that that gets brighter and brighter the the more that for a lot of people that question doesn't come up again. It, it's no. it's our, our conditioning. Like I say, we've been conditioned through the way that our education system works and our our family situation works to to believe that we are that we are separate, that we are something. And as I say, for the majority of people, I think that question just doesn't arise until maybe a moment of I'm not going to say crisis, but if you a gear shift, yeah, you you, you know that there, there comes that there there comes a point in some people's lives where they just you know they do start to question what it is that they're doing, and maybe this you know this I think this situation might might give people that opportunity because it it is certainly shown up that the way society was working and the value that we placed on certain things and certain people had had got a little bit i say a little bit out of whack i think it had got a lot out of whack mm. and that the way that we were living or the way that a lot of people were living didn't make sense because let's face it a lot of people aren't aren't happy or weren't happy and maybe this has given them the opportunity to, you know, it's given a, given everybody the opportunity to, to maybe reevaluate, and and I certainly think that's happened. That's happening on a societal level where we look at, you know, the the value that we've maybe placed on material wealth and on possessions and on money. You know, the most valuable people in society aren't necessarily the ones that are earning the most. They're the, you know, they're the people that are doing the work that we see. You know, the nurses, the teachers, the cleaners the people should stack in the shelves the people keeping you know driving buses the, the the people you know keeping food on the shelves they're the they're the people that that are really essential and you know i think that's that's almost certainly been overlooked for quite a long time so is that because they are in service so they're servicing the wider community so there's a little less personal about it um or is that i think you know as as a society we take a lot of things for granted our, our culture has been over the past hundred years or or even longer than that is is has has been one of materialism which is that our 
our reality is based on this stuff called matter, which is limited and finite. And if if you believe that that reality is is made of this stuff that that is limited and finite, and you are made of this stuff that is limited and finite, and you need a certain amount of of whatever it is material wealth um material substances in order to be okay to be secure then that's going to affect your outlook on the world and that's that's the paradigm that we're living in at the moment where people are 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 fearful a lot of the time about not having enough not a lot to do with with how much you've actually got because you can still have that sense of lack when you've got you know millions of dollars in the bank unfortunately and and that's what leads people to just keep accumulating and keep accumulating beyond what they really need um and as i say it comes from it comes from fear it comes from insecurity so if what comes out of this is we start to just question this paradigm you know if you've got an economy where when the when the economy stops people are at risk of not having enough food and not having enough money to live on rather than you know questioning your response to the pandemic why aren't people why aren't we questioning the the way our economy functions that would seem to make more sense to me than than trying to second guess how we should be you know surely the way that we surely the way that we run our economy we we should we should take into account the fact that these things may may happen from time to time and that you know and and i think the government you know the government has seen that and they've they've tried to step in to 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 provide for people but the fact that this is this is had to be you know this is seen as as unprecedented um maybe that tells us something about the, the the way that the way that we're running our society and the way that we're running our economy. I don't know. It's taken uh, uh, something like this to really change that, those behaviors, change that uh, consistency, what what people thought was the right way to do things. It's taken this to sort of change that and flip it on its head a bit. And that's true of business. It's true in sport. A lot of, all the sports that have ground to a halt in a minute, they're all reflecting on how do we do things differently? What's, how, you know, how, how do we make player welfare better? How do we do, you know, all these different things. It's just given a real chance for, for change, really. And, and yeah, hopefully definitely. it leads, hopefully it leads towards people understanding this side of life more from their mental well-being. I think I think you know sport sports a really good example because I think you know certainly with well with many with many sports they've become businesses and this idea that sport can't survive without money that's become almost like a mantra and it's like well hang on a minute why why do people play sport or well, well, people play sport n- not for material reasons they play sport for the way that it feels and for the experience they have which is you know that's subjective it's spiritual and this idea that sport would no longer exist if there wasn't money well 
you know, when we're, when we're back out again, kids will still be out throwing a rugby ball about and kicking a football about. People will still want to play sport. People will still want to watch sport. People will still yeah. want to referee sport. People will still want to coach. So this idea that that, that can't happen just because all of a sudden, you know, there's not the money about that was, that's, that's nonsense. And I think it is an opportunity for, to, to, for, for sport to reconnect with the, the true values that it has, which is, you know, we, we love sport for the way that, that it, for the feelings that we get from it. And that, that I think has been corrupted by, you know, this isn't a political thing. This isn't about capitalism or socialism. Capitalism and socialism are two, they're two sides of the same misunderstanding that they're, they're, you know, they're, they're two responses to this idea of materialism. The fact that we live in, that we live in a world that that's, that's fundamentally concrete and, and, and solid. It's, it's a great question. Well, is that, is that true or, or is what I know an abstraction or is it, is it real? And when you look at it, all you know are thoughts, feelings, perceptions, and sensations. You know, we've 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 abstracted this world out there to try and make sense of that. And is is there any evidence for that, or are we just living in this in this in this abstraction? And you know, is 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 that the reason why the, the, the so many people are struggling with? with with various aspects of of their of their existence because it's based on something that fundamentally isn't true and it's just been ripped away from them within in, in that that perceived existence all of a sudden it was there and then within seven days ten days whatever it, it wasn't yeah well it, it, well it was still there but it's 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 dramatically changed doesn't it it's yeah. it's all of the, the you know the treadmill that that a lot of a lot of people were on the day to day going from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, all of a sudden that stopped. As I say, most people have been conditioned or brought up on the idea that their happiness is based on doing stuff, attaining stuff and achieving stuff. And for a lot of people that stopped, you know, because they, as I say, they, they maybe can't achieve stuff at work that they thought they were going to achieve or they, they haven't been able to, to attain what they wanted to attain or they haven't been able to do what they, you know, the activity that they wanted the, that, or the activities that they've wanted to do. But if at any point over the last four or five weeks you've, you've found yourself just feeling happy because, you know, maybe you're spending more time with your kids or, um, you know, just for no reason at all, just because you sat on the sofa. Well, all of a sudden you start to see, well, actually you realize, well, happiness doesn't come from those things necessarily. I do. There is the potential there to be happy for no reason for, for just the reason that I am, that I'm just being and being is happening and, and I can be happy just sat on my sofa or sitting in the garden or walking in the park or, you know, I don't need to be on that treadmill. I don't need to be on that. You don't need to chase it. Yeah. I don't need to be chasing stuff all the time in order to, in order to have that experience. Maybe that's, that's a realization that, that 
that might come to people. I don't know. No, it'd be interesting if it did. What what the what sport, for example, would look like if it was truly, you know, I understand people get there's a professional element. People get paid for what they do, but actually, the underlying fact was that they understood that there wasn't. If you if you listen and read to certain things, there will be, for example, in in my in our sport or my sport of rugby, there will be a shift in what players are paid. So there's a, the, the the true reasons of why they play will be right at the fourth. Will be almost pushed to the front of of their thinking because that that oh I'm going to earn X six figures whatever this year through that isn't necessarily going to be there anymore. So there'll be a real test of well, why why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah, and I you know I don't think that's a bad thing. And and you know I'm not I'm not. I mean, no way detracting from the fact that you know players should get paid what 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 they can get paid. It's a short no, career. No, it's a hard career. No, I agree. Um, particularly, particularly in rugby, and you know, I, I don't begrudge any any professional athlete getting getting paid the money that they can can get paid. But I think we've got to look higher up at the people that run sport, the people that own football clubs and rugby clubs. You know, and there are a lot of people, particularly in rugby, I know who put money into the sport because they love it. But has that has that created more problems than it solves? Um, because it's caused us to lose sight of why people play sport in the first place. That's that's I think a conversation that is that is worth having. You know, it, would rugby be any? Rugby would, without a doubt, be would be different if it was if it hadn't gone professional. Um, but would people enjoy it any less? I'm not sure. Mm. You know, you watch rugby. You watch rugby thirty, forty years ago. People seem to be having a bloody good time, and you know, the people watching it seem to be having a great time, and and. You know, we we're as I say, we're talking about a qualitative experience. You know, and 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 that's you can't measure that. But we we know the difference between, you know, while you can't measure it, we know the difference between happiness and 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 unhappiness. So, you know, if you're if you're happy playing a sport and you you love the game and you enjoy it and you're doing it for that reason, yes, it would be nice to get paid as well so you can maybe give more a time to it more more focus on it more attention to it but you know I, I think there is a balance to be struck there and I think it, it's maybe gone too far in in one direction rather than the other I mean I've you know I've seen it in my sport in golf it's you know golf level. yeah well golf's got golf's golf's bloody tough because if you don't play well you don't get paid there's probably only maybe three or four hundred golfers, professional golfers in the world, actually making a decent living from it. That's not many. Not when you, no. you know, you think there's probably five hundred. There's probably five hundred Premier footballers in the Premier Premier League, just in the UK, who are. 
you know, they're probably doing okay. Yeah. Um, well, no, it would be interesting. I just, it, it was interesting hearing the RPA guys last week and they were talking about the support they're giving their members, if you like, who, and so I said, I said they, they were thinking that they were rugby players one week and the next they're not. Hmm. Um, and I thought that was an interesting point. I just, I don't, it just speaks to everything we just spoke to really about what the main problem is. Yeah, it's back to that identity thing again, isn't it? It's like, you know, and that's an interesting kind of conversation to have with yourself, which is like, if, if yeah, you know, if you're not a rugby player anymore, are you still you? most people would say, well, yeah, I'll still be me because I was me before I was a rugby player and I'll still be me after I'm a rugby player. So rugby player is what I do. It's not what I am. Um, but most, most people have, most people at most times in their life are living as the character in their story and that that separation between or that distinction between who I really am i.e the awareness of my story what comes before the story and me as the central character in my story doesn't doesn't exist a lot of the time and it, it's only you know a, a, either a moment of crisis or a moment of reflection where you you know, you see that, you know, that, that this identification with the story just isn't true. It's just not, it just doesn't make sense because, you know, you're, you're, we, we all have the awareness of being. That's what we're referring to when we say the words I am, or when we say, when we refer to ourselves as me or I, and that, that sense of being was, was the same when we were five years old, it was the same when we were 10 years old, it was the same when we were 20 years old, and it'll be the same when we're, you know, God willing, 80 or 90 years old. So that never changes. The, the experience that we have within that awareness and that is known by that awareness will change massively through those years. The story will change. You know, what we do will change, how we think will change, how we feel will change, but the awareness of all of those things, they won't change. So the question we perhaps need to be asking ourselves is, you know, am I what is, am I what is constant? Am I what, what is permanent? Am I what is eternal? Or am I what comes and goes? Am I what, what changes? Am I what, you know, what ebbs and flows? That's, that's the question. And I think what most people would believe that they're referring to when they say the words I or I am is, is what is constant is what has never changed. So yeah, it's an interesting, it's an, it's an interesting sort of bit of, of self inquiry, a bit of a, an exploration that mm. we, that we can do. Mm. You certainly do that when you've got two children screaming at you. <laughs> um, you do the what? What? Uh, what am I doing? Rather than I am. That's certainly true. 
Um, yeah, mate. But I think you know you you you're. Yeah, it's like you said earlier. You know, the time just flies when you're absorbed. When oh, you, sure. you know, when you're when you're caught up in what you're doing, we're, we've all had that experience. Whether it's on the sports field or at work, or like you say, looking after a couple of young ones. When when you get caught up in that, when you get caught up in that experience, and and you're just in that moment, then there's no sense of 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 I. No, there's no, no. sense of 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 you know of I being separate from the experience. It's just an experience and everything that's going on in that experience, you're caught up in it and you're absorbed in it. And like you say, the time just flies. We lose all sense of, you know, because that's what being in the moment is. If you're, when you're in the moment, you're present and, and the sense of time disappears. So there's no past, there's no future. There's just the moment. There's just now. And, and that now, you know, you look at the, you look at the clock and, it's midday and then there's just a you're just caught up in the now and then you look at the clock again and it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and it's it's just been one long now there's been no sense of time passing in that because it's just been one it's just been an an experience that you were caught up in so um no i mean that was that was very much what i was going to say there's just no sense of well i know we've spoken about what people would call flow before which is sense yeah. of not being aware of yourself and that's that's your sorry being aware of the personal self and I, and I 100% I mean I, my my devotion in the in that time is purely on them and I've no context of or concept of me and 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 then yeah, yeah. and I yeah absolutely yeah you've summed that really well yeah I, I just think that and then, you know, and then actually, when they do, when you do have that quiet moment or time away from, that's that's when you realise the experience you've just had. If that makes sense. Yeah, you 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 know, you know, when when finally they, you know, then maybe they they one of them goes to sleep and the other one's playing quietly. You, you suddenly regain that sense of of unis, you know, of 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 Nick. You know, Nick reappears that the the concept of you is in the room again and it's like oh you know what what do i need to do now so maybe you check your phone or you you know you you phone your missus or you you know you yeah, try and yeah, get yeah. on with some of your stuff because you've 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 re-entered the equation but f- for four hours there was no you there no and that and that's another interesting one because that then when i was working before i was furloughed that was a big, a big issue because it was not a big, well, I'll use the word big issue, but it was something that created that stress because you were, you were trying to do that. The minute you switched into me, if you like, I was, I was very much caught up in my thinking and feeling around, oh, I should be doing this. My, I should be doing. Whereas what I wasn't appreciating is what I, I was actually Yes, I was doing with the kids, but I didn't feel that. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and but then the minute it was gone, and I was thinking, well, what have I got to do next? What's my next job? What's my next job? From a professional point of view, yeah, that that's when it got sticky. Yeah, because you know we've all got you're back into the if if Nick's there, then the story's there, mm. and 
you know whatever job you're in there's going to be a story around outcomes and you know judgment and what needs to happen and what should happen and what shouldn't happen and what mustn't happen and inevitably you're going to get caught up in that and you're going to be comparing your experience in the moment to you know where is this going what is the outcome likely to be so yeah it's just yeah that's it's it's kind of easy to sit here and think that we're, you know we're saying that that's a bad thing but it's not it's just how life is yeah. Yeah. you know that's just the nature of our experience is that we we have this we have this story and that, as i say the, the narrative is how we how we experience it's how we experience things it's how we make sense of things you, you know the more i look into this stuff the more it becomes you just get the sense that the that the prime purpose of the mind is to deceive itself and the story is part of that because it's we can't we can't live as pure consciousness that's who we are but we we can't live in a world of form as that so the story and the narrative is is the way that we almost bridge that gap and we're always going to be in and out of that. We're always going to be in and out of presence, in and out of the character. So, you know, just because the actor, it, 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 you know, he gets, you know, when he's, when he's playing James Bond, he is, he is James Bond. He thinks he's James Bond. And that's how the, the, the performance, the best performance will be when he really gets into the character. But that, you know, that doesn't detract from the fact that he's not the character. He's not James Bond. You know, and when he when he takes the suit off at the end of the day and drives home in his, you know, Vauxhall Corsa, Vauxhall Corsa rather than the Aston Martin, <laughs> then then he's he's back to being who he really is again, and that's how we're all living our lives. We're all living our lives as 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 the character, except when we're not, except when we see that our, our true nature is is, yeah. is 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 presence, is consciousness, is awareness. I need, I need to send you a video because there's a, there's a um... I was doing when I was doing my assignment on coaching moments that we spoke about. Yeah, there's a brilliant interview with Javier Bardem, who actually says that when he's acting, it's the only time he's genuine because it, he his logic is that he he understands the, the he understands the character that he's portraying, so he leaves all his BS at the door, if you like, when he walks in, and he, because it, he understands it, it comes out naturally. It's it's him, if that makes sense. In that, in that, yeah, that's interesting. Role. Interesting way of looking at it. Uh, it is, yeah, yeah. It is. I'll, I'll send you that because um, it hit me between the eyes, and and I th and that made me reflect from a coaching perspective. Actually, when you think about it, actually, are are when you when you have a coach or you have a good session in your eyes, have a good session or you, is it because actually it's just, it's you and it's not you trying to be something or pretend to be something. You actually know what it is you're doing and you, and you deliver on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as when you're playing. It's like, 
when you're you know when you're playing and you're absorbed in the game it, it's like somebody else is it's almost like you're watching yourself do it it's like the, the the ball comes to you and you know you see a gap and you're through it and you're sat under the posts and and everybody's jumping on you and the crowd's going going nuts and it's like well how did that happen how did I get here because in the moment it's really interesting I don't know if you heard the um the uh don't mention the score interview Simon Mundy's podcast with Johnny yes. Wilkinson yeah 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 I, I, yeah um it's funny I was chat I, I had a chat with Simon um last weekend actually the guy that, that did the interview um and uh we were talking about that and he was like yeah it was it was you know, the way Johnny described it, it was like he wasn't there. No, it's a body experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's not an out of body experience. It's a body. No, he described it. He yeah, described exactly. It as yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, every, every athlete that, that has ever played at any level will know that experience of just being caught in the moment. And, you know, I've heard Tiger Woods talk about it where he says he, he can't remember the moment, you know, he can't remember anything from the moment that the, he took the club out of the bag till, you know, he heard the crowd go wild as the ball landed on the green next to the flag. He can't remember any of that in the middle because in that, in that however long it was, 15, 20, 30 seconds, Tiger wasn't there. There was no Tiger there. There was just experience, you know, and, and we were looking at it from the outside and seeing the extrinsic, the, the second or third person perspective of it. But that's not the same as the first person perspective. The first person perspective is a, is a, is a, is a feeling, thinking, sensing, perceiving experience. And there doesn't need to be a feeler, a perceiver, a sensor, or a, and you know, there's just awareness of all of those things that the, the subjective part of that is, is, you know, you just get absorbed into that. So. Yeah. And the problem is people go looking, once they've experienced that, they then go looking for it again. Yeah. And then miss and totally miss the point. Yeah. It's like you can't, the moment you, the moment you know you're in the zone, you're out of the zone mm. and, and you can't find the zone. You can't get into the zone by trying to get into the zone. It's like falling asleep. You can't fall asleep by trying to fall asleep. It's, it's not additive. It's subtractive. So you you fall into the zone when Sam disappears, you fall asleep when, you know, falling asleep is not the absence of awareness it's the awareness of absence mm. so so when you're asleep nick's not there when i'm asleep sam's not there but i'm there's still awareness because you know if one of your kids comes into the room you, you're immediately awake oh, or you know so it's not you can't say well sleep is the is the absence of awareness because it isn't you know, you wake up in the morning and you know when you've had a good night's sleep. Well, how do you know you've had a good night's sleep if you weren't aware, if awareness wasn't there? So this is what I'm saying. When awareness is, awareness never, never goes anywhere. It's, 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 it's constant. What comes and goes is, what comes and goes are Sam and Nick. The body and the mind come and go. Awareness is constant but everybody thinks it's the other way around. Everybody sees the body and the mind as, as permanent and awareness or focus or concentration or whatever it is you want to put on it. That comes and goes and it's not like that. It's the other way around. Yeah. Well, see what, uh, 
see what happens then. See what unfolds, mate. Yeah, well, you know, thank you for your time. It's been a, a good conversation, chap. So, yeah, no, no worries.